Well, welcome again. We're starting our uh, new series next week, The Story of Jesus. I'm very excited about that. But this week, we're wrapping up week six, our final week with the Daniel plan. And uh, before we start, let's just go ahead and bow our heads and ask the Lord to bless our time in the Word this morning. Lord, we just say thank you, God. It's like Jared reminded us that you are our Heavenly Daddy, our Abba, Father. And we just say, Dad, we just ask that you would come and help us to reconnect with you this morning. But we do that only through Jesus and what he's done for us on the cross. So in the name of Jesus, we come to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we just ask that you would go ahead and illuminate your word, that it would come into us, it would transform us, and we would leave differently, we would act differently, we would see you differently, we would receive love differently. Lord, we would make healthy choices differently, and God, it would affect the way that other people see us too. Lord, we just say thank you for this time, for letting us gather here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, um, hope uh, that you've been having a great um, five weeks so far. So we just have one more week. I know that I talked to some of the small groups and they said, oh, we fell behind. We're only on week two. That's okay. You guys can keep going as long as you want. We're going to go into the story of Jesus' small groups and you guys can do a blend or whatever. But... Uh, for the most part, our church right now has finished five weeks of the Daniel plan, and we just have one more week left. And we can do it. We can do it as a church. And today, I just really want to encourage us to keep going in our 40-day journey with the Daniel plan. So, how have you been doing? That's the question. I know that, oh, shucks, I, we should have put up that picture with uh, Vern. He had a picture of the 40-day Daniel plan. Come and sign up for small groups, get healthy. And then he had a can of spam right here. <laughs> Eh, but, uh, you know, uh, that's like me. We, we've, been, we've been working hard, you know, getting healthier. Uh, sometimes I've been up, sometimes I've been down, going to the can of spam, but that's all right. We're on this journey of health. We're getting there, right? So for five weeks, I just have to give thanks to God. Just want to say thank you to God because for this, you know, it started at the beginning of the year and you, you have a new attitude, the New Year's resolutions thing. And it was just great timing. I've been uh, really feeling a lot better. I feel more like I have more energy, more clear-headed. I've been able to eat more fruits and veggies, uh, drinking more water, um, constantly drinking water. I'm like, you know, one of those guys now, I've got to have my water bottle wherever I go. Uh, it's like my baby bottle. It's like, you know, i got to have my hydro flask. I never would have done that before. Been running a few times a week, early in the morning. Uh, been meeting with our small group and been loving that. Uh, spending more time with God in the Bible, just on a daily basis. Uh, with, in prayer, going through, like Pastor Mark, we talked about going through the Lord's Prayer each day and just taking a different portion of the Lord's Prayer. And i just so thankful to God that He brought in to our church this Daniel plan. So 40 days of getting healthier. Um, yep, I've, like I said, I've had setbacks. You know, I've dug into the Reese's peanut butter cups late at night. I just, like Pastor Mark, you know, he's talking to cookies. You know, I just go ahead and I'm just raid my kids' candy bags sometimes. Uh, went to lunch with a friend recently, and he had the healthy option, and I had the cheeseburger. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just like sometimes you're going to mess up, right? Uh, I was driving around the island last week with our family. I stopped at 7-Eleven. Instead of the healthy option, what do I get? The pork rinds. And I eat the whole bag. 
And uh, my kids are like, what is that stuff, Dad? It smells. You know, I'm like, I don't want to even tell them the truth. It's like pork skin <laughs> of a pig, like <laughs> fried. But uh, I said, oh, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, chips. And so for the most part, I've been eating healthy, working out a little bit more, getting into the Word. But, you know, nobody's perfect. We're just on this upward trend, right? Go up, down a little, up, but at least we're moving up on this trend. And we only have one more week to go, one more week to go. And you're probably thinking, if you're like me, yes, you know, just one more week to go. And if that part of your mind goes, after this, I'm going to really pig out, right? I'm going to go back to my old ways. I'm going to start eating fast food again. I'm going to go and do this. And you got your list going already, right? Some of you guys are thinking like that. But today, I just want to encourage you. I want to make a case. Hey, you know what? We're at the 40 days. Let's keep on going with the Daniel plan. Let's not stop, right? I want to go ahead and encourage us to look at what has happening, been happening in our church. You know, our small group has been so cool. It's like uh, we meet together, we talk about, wow, you know, what are you having a hard time with? Oh, I'm just so junk at this. I just keep failing them up. Don't worry, you can keep doing it. Hey, you know what? A certain per- person, I lost a few pounds, and everyone does, just like Rick Warren says. You know, yeah, we clap, we're cheering them on, and we're so excited. We get to go to different people's homes and just be with their families. It's just been a joy encouraging one another. I've heard from other groups that other groups are actually, you know, so happy. They're meeting each other for the first time. There's a lot of new people at our church, too, and they're going to these groups. And then they're not only meeting in the small groups, but they go out and do stuff together. They go eat at different places. I see on Facebook all these places they go eat. I'm all jealous. Right? Are you guys even doing the Daniel plan? You guys leave the food part out? Man, every time I see these things, they eat all these different ramen places. Is that fam- Daniel plan approved? I don't even know. But anyway, it's so much fun. The Daniel plan has been great. We're spurring each other on spiritually too. I really feel that. I know that. And uh, we're growing spiritually, like I said, physically, uh, relationally. But the big question is for all of us, as we're nearing the end, is how do we sustain these changes over the long haul, right? How do we keep it up? So many times, you know, you have a New Year's resolution, and then what happens? You just die out after a certain number of weeks, right? The answer to that is by making healthy choices. Making healthy choices a lifestyle, Okay, that's the key word, a lifestyle. The Daniel plan is not meant to be a 40-day plan. It's meant to be a plan for the rest of your life. So what might seem like the end of a journey coming up at the end of the week is really only the beginning. It's meant to be a lifestyle. And the good news is we won't do it on our own. We have our small groups, but most importantly, we have our Heavenly Father. We have God helping us out. That's awesome. God is going to help us to continue to grow in our health, continue to grow as disciples, as followers of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? We're not alone, that we can have setbacks and failures, but He's going to keep helping us grow. And we grow by learning to make healthy choices together, okay? So uh, there's four ways that we can continue to grow in our health, in our faith. Remember, there's five points that the Daniel Plan is teaching us about growing Healthy in our faith. What's the next one? Throw one out. Anyone? 
Is that another F? Food, good. <laughs> That's good. Anything else? Faith, food, friendship, friends, good. Friendship, focus, good. That's like your mind, right? What else? Physical, yeah. Fitness, good. Physical fitness. Those are the five F's. So there's some ways that we can continue to grow in our health. Number one, you can write this down in your bulletin notes. Number one, continue to grow in God's grace. Continue to grow in God's grace. See, God has begin, begun a great work within us. And just because we're at the end of our series doesn't mean that we're done growing, right? Because when you're done growing, you just like stop. You're going to stagnate. You're going to even atrophy, right? If you work out your muscles and then you stop, what happens? Your muscles actually get smaller and atrophy, right? You got to just keep going. And so God wants us to all to know that no matter what, He's not done with us yet. Even if you've totally failed this Daniel plan, you're like, oh, I don't even, I'm so ashamed. I didn't even try. That's okay. You know what? We're all on this journey together and we're getting better. And God's not done with us yet. Philippians 4, 6. If you have the Bible, you can open it up. If not, it's going to be on the screen. Philippians 4, verse 6 says this. I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will keep right on helping you grow in His grace until His task within you is finally finished. He will keep helping us grow in His grace. See, Paul is saying, when he's writing to the Philippians, God finishes what He starts. You know, when I was a kid, I started basketball, and I was playing first day, I was like, Six, seven years old. I went. My uncle was a coach, and he was real hard on everybody. I think he was swearing at kids at six, seven years old. And I go to the Wilson School, and I'm learning basketball. I have my knee pads on, and I go. And first day of practice, I wanted to quit. Go home. I go in the car. I remember I was in the car. Mom, I hate basketball. I want to quit. And she tells me, Max, you started already, and there's a lesson you have to learn. Now, always remember she saying it. You have to finish what you start. Sorry, you cannot quit. Oh. So I played, and it was awesome. It was like the best, and I still love I'm so thankful my mom did that. God is like that too. God always finishes what He starts. He's not done with us yet, right? He's going to see us through to the very end. That's what it says. He's going to help us grow in His grace until His task within you is finally finished. When is He finished? When we're dead, right? That's it. We don't need to work. We're in heaven, and we're everything that we've learned here... Growing in His grace is done, and we're, we're up there with Him. Changed, transformed totally. So, He started a great work within us. He's going to help us grow. The good news is, He gives us the power. He gives us the motivation to change. Even when we mess up, and that's called growing in grace. It's about a relationship. Are you receiving God's grace? Do you understand what God's grace means in your life? Are you growing in God's grace. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 10. And you can turn there in your Bible. Mark it up, highlight this one. This is one of the foundation scriptures in all of the Bible. If there's any scriptures, you want to go directly to this. New Testament. Martin Luther loved this verse, these verses, talking about grace. It's not based on works, your salvation. It's all about God's grace. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 10. But... Because of His great love for us, 
God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions, even when we were dead in our sins. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Get that? The riches of his grace. Expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we were dead in our sins. There was nothing we can do, right? We mess up all the time. But what? God, because of His great love to us, saved us. Why? Because we worked our way to heaven? That we were good enough? That we tried to always earn His love? No, that we were great with the Daniel plan? We, did, we didn't mess up once? No. We're saved by grace. I love that. We're saved by grace through faith. But what? Is it from yourself? This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not through works. So that no one can boast. So we're all on this journey together. Where you, whether you've kept a perfectly clean sheet through this 40 days, or you're like me, you messed up a whole bunch, guess what? God is still working in your life. He wants you to continue to grow in that grace. Receive His forgiveness. Receive it every day you come before Him and say, God, and this is like, should be a normal thing, just like brushing our teeth or taking a shower every day. God, I'm sorry for what I've done. It's called confessing your sins. God, like getting right before God. I'm so sorry. I know I messed up. I thought these things I shouldn't have thought. I said these things. You know, Lord, I shouldn't have eaten that bag of pork rinds. I could have just got something, a tuna, something. But I got the pork rinds. I'm sorry. Okay? I'm so sorry. Would you please forgive me? Like, okay. God says, okay, take out all the junk. It's gone. You confess your sins. He is faithful and just and will forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So you come before Him every day and do that. Confess your sins. Receive God's grace. Receive His forgiveness. Are you somebody who's doing those things? Are you somebody who's growing in grace? Or are you somebody who's stuck? I messed up. I'm not going to try next time. That's it. God has it in for me. No. We're all growing. So that's the number one thing we got to do, okay? You're going to be somebody who's growing in grace. Number two, continue to grow healthy habits. Continue to grow healthy habits. So just as our spiritual health matters, our physical health matters to God too, right? And that's what we're kind of like, Wait, is this a sp spiritual thing, like God stuff? Oh, or is this like an exercise program and about food? I can't make sense of it. No, it's both. You always start with the spiritual, right? You always start with God first, His grace. But then it moves into, okay, now you know what? I need to be physically healthy too. God cares about our bodies, right? God cares about that just as much as He's talking about Wanting us to learn disciplines about reading the Bible, connecting with Him through prayer. He wants us to have healthy habits that honors God with our bodies. 1 Corinthians 6 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Temples of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, that's a very awesome thing, yeah? God 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Triune God, Holy Spirit lives in us, temple. Wow, God lives in us? Yes, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. Therefore, since it's such an awesome thing that God lives in you, honor God with your what? With your bodies. So, recently our group has been setting up some healthy habits uh, when we meet. So instead of eating, you know, like we usually do and all small groups usually do, uh, just like that pastor on the Daniel plan, this past week on the DVD, he shared his church in um, West Virginia, I believe it is. They were eating so much junk at their potlucks, right? He goes to the potlucks and like, wow, how could we be, you know, healthy if we're just all, everybody's bringing junk. So, you know, they changed their whole diet around, did the Daniel plan. It's amazing what has happened in that city, in that town, in that church. Our small group decided to do the same thing. We, you know, we bring healthy foods. Um, instead of having all the pizza and all that kind of stuff, we do like vegetarian chili, uh, tuna wraps. And, you know, Mike and Carrie Sasaki, they probably don't want me talking about them, but I am anyway. And, you know, they set up some great healthy habits I think all of our church can learn from. How they honor God uh, with their bodies. And asking God, please, I'm on this journey growing in my... Uh, spiritual health, in my physical health, and how can I improve? So they set up these healthy habits, and Mike is so awesome. He's such a creative, anyone who knows Mike, he, he's like uh, Leonardo da Vinci, you know, he can do all kinds of different stuff, but he's a great chef, and he's creative in what he does for his uh, recipes and everything. So each week, uh, Mike cooks a healthy option for us, and um, you know, wherever we're at, whoever's house we're at, and everybody brings something, but I think the whole group really like looks at what Mike brings the most. Like, oh yeah, Mike's so excited about his stuff. And last time, we just had to ask, hey, Mike and Karen, like, how do you do it? How do you set up your life, like make healthy habits to make sure that, you know, you guys are eating right? And this, they revealed two great habits. Number one, Mike and Carrie take turns cooking. Right? I don't know how many families do that. And Mike is talking about, you know, it lightens the load, and so we don't, one person has to depend, so they just take turns cooking every night, right? And that's when I looked at Mike like, man, because Vanessa's giving me stink eye over here. I can just feel it like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm like, Mike, what? I don't know how to cook, right? I, you want me, now everybody's going to expect all of us to take turns. Thanks a lot, bro. So now, you know, Vanessa's like all excited. We're going to do Taking turns. Okay, number two. <laughs> Carrie has set up a healthy habit by what? Planning out their weekly meal schedule every Sunday night. So every Sunday night, she writes down what they're going to eat for the whole week. And they, she looks at the Sunday paper and they clip out and they look at all the deals and they save money. And they have a whole meal. So it comes Thursday night. Oh, boom. I'm cooking. And we already know what we're going to eat. Not like, oh, I don't know what we're going to eat. Everyone's so stressed. Like, bringing the kids home and then... You just have, what, like mac and cheese or something like that, right? So they're all ready because they put a healthy habit in place. Just do a little bit of planning ahead, and voila, you'll be eating healthy food, right? So they're not perfect, of course. You know, they're not eating quinoa. Is that how you say that? Every night and all that. You know, they, they I saw their picture on uh, uh, Facebook. They went out to some, they're on vacation right now. Uh, so I can talk about them. And uh, they, <laughs> they had like Italian food. I was like, ah. So, you know, nobody's perfect. But isn't that awesome how they set that up? 
even more awesome. Mike is willing to share some uh, recipes. You want to see some healthy recipes? Okay, boom, healthy recipes. Uh, I think they're going up. So uh, there you go. So Mike Sasaki has his fantastic black bean chili, his Mayan quinoa. <laughs> it looks like it says quinoa. And then Mike Sasaki's basic cheese polenta, Sunny Oliveros' black bean soup, Sandra's Milanese zucchini and chicken, and my wife's carob dessert. That's like a, a substitute for chocolate, I think, or something like that. And so, awesome stuff. This is the stuff that we've been eating. Okay? It's like we're healthy. And if you want to know the whole recipes, we printed them out some outside. So just go outside the table right here and pick one up. So there's only 30 I printed out. So if you want some... But the cool part is, and then you can go to the next slide, Nan, thank you so much. If you want to email your healthy recipe, something that you've been making, it has to be simple and it has to be healthy. Because guys like, it's for guys like us, me, and we want to learn how to cook. If we're going to have to take turns, then we're going to have to learn, okay, what to do. So please, we're going to maybe, who knows, maybe make a KCF cookbook. So email your healthy recipes to that email address, okay? So you can, it's in your bulletin, you write that. Don't forget to email Max a healthy recipe, okay? And you might be in the cookbook too. All right, so um, what healthy habits will you continue to grow in your life? Is it, did something, you know, did the light bulb go on? Oh, yeah, I should plan out my meals, you know, on Sunday nights. Is that a healthy habit you can set up? Uh, maybe it's picking a few healthy food recipes and saying, yeah, I'm going to try and cook more healthy. Uh, maybe it's buying an overpriced hydro flask like this that everybody has because they're popular and cool. Like you can't drink out of anything else. Okay, but it helps, you know? So maybe that's it. It's going to help you to drink more water. Uh, maybe it's writing in your calendar that you're going to go running a few times a week or walking, whatever, stretch more. So whatever it is, don't give up the Daniel plan after the six weeks. Continue to grow healthy habits in your life. That's going to grow your overall health. Okay? Number three, write this in your bulletin. Continue to grow your relationships. Continue to grow your relationships. Transformation of your overall health. Talking about spiritual, physical, mental, relationally. You can't do it on your own. Right? And just your own sheer willpower, I'm going to do it, is not going to bring about sustainable change you're going to need others you're going to need this community that's why the church is called the family of god so important to be in a family to be in a small group ecclesiastes 4 9 says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed that's common sense right but so many times we don't take that it's common sense is not so common seems like nowadays so for a couple of days a week now, I've been running. I think I told you this last time I was preaching that, you know, I was uh, starting to run. So, yeah, we've been keeping it up. It's been pretty fun. And, uh, you know, we have, I have more energy throughout the day. I feel better. The only downside about this is I actually have to wake up to go running. <laughs> That's really bad downside. But uh, the alarm goes off. It's like 5 o'clock, right? <laughs> and I'm muttering. I'm complaining under my breath, and I'm just grumpy in the morning. I don't want to wake up that early. Right? It's cold, and I'm having, I feel like, this little tantrum in my head. You know, I'm arguing with myself. And sometimes 
It, the muttering is, gets so loud that I actually wake up Vanessa. She's like, what was that? Did you say something to me? I was like, oh, no, nothing. Just talking to myself. And I just, you know, get off, get dressed, and go down to Alamona Beach Park. And we're there, and I see Julio um, from church, and I'm my other friend Jed. And, you know, they all have the same look on their faces that I have on mine. We're grumpy. Uh, yeah, hi, hi. Like, you know, whose idea was this? And we start stretching, and then pretty soon we start running. You know, five minutes into the thing, we forgot all about waking up, how hard it was. We feel so good. We're running around and, you know, talking story, and we're not grumpy anymore. And the point is, we can't do it alone. If it was just me choosing to run that early in the morning, what would I do? Hit the snooze button, turn it off some morning, most mornings, and say, never mind, I'll do it tomorrow, right? That's what we always say, I'll do it later. So we need two or three people, right, are better than one. We have each other. God has provided us one another to keep us motivated, to keep us encouraged, to keep us accountable, and we can't do it without one another. See, doing life with others is the only way to become a healthier individual, Doing life with others is the only way to become a healthier individual. So grow the relationships God has put into your life. Take time with people. Share life with people. Be open. Be transparent. I know sometimes it's hard to go to a group. Ah, I'm gonna, what am I going to say? I don't really know these people. Sign up for another small group. As we move into our next series, The Story of Jesus, really take that step of faith. You know what? I'm going to sign up for a group. I'm going to be invested into this group. And not just our relationships here at church, with relationships outside of church, people that are in your workplace, people that are in your family, your friends, a lot of them don't know the Lord. By you taking time and being with them, you're going to encourage them and they're going to encourage you. Isn't that good? So take time to grow your relationships. That's going to make you more healthy relationally. Okay, number four, finishing up, continue to grow your mind on God's Word. Continue to grow your mind on God's Word. See, continuing to grow in our health, we're going to need to make a decision. Are we going to live radically or are we just going to go with the flow? Are you going to continue? If you're a Christian, just go with the rest of the world and the culture and how they live and how they act and what they do and how they think or are you going to go against the tide and be radical in your living as a Christian? So you're going to need to buck the trends of popular culture and live differently than most of the world. And that starts right up here. It starts by thinking differently. Romans 12, 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way that you think. Your thought life is so, so important in what you do as a Christian. So, you know, we talked about the caterpillar and the metamorphosis and everything. I think, you know, I'm always amazed at how this little, you know, ugly little wormy thing crawling along, making, you know, just... It just has no use, right? Just there to be plucked off by birds, eaten under branches. We have a caterpillar tree, so I do a lot of time observing. 
No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, we uh, do collect them and watch them do the whole thing, go into the pupa and cocoon and whatever, and then they come out with wings and beautiful patterns on these wings. And they're ready to go, and you just let them go, and boom, they're off. From a little wormy thing to a thing with wings that could fly, I mean, that is amazing, right? That's amazing. We just take it for granted, butterfly, yeah, okay? But think about that. That's crazy. And I think God does those kind of things on purpose, just as like everyday little things. Look at this. Do you see this little worm? It's good if spout wings in about two weeks, okay? And fly over your house and look down on you guys. You can't fly, but this little wormy thing will. And he's saying, look at this. This thing can change. Now what about you? What can I do with you? Isn't God amazing? God of all nature. He can do that within us as well. God wants to do that in life. He wants to change us. He wants to bring us through this metamorphosis and we're not even sure, just like that little wormy thing, what is going to happen to us. We're not even sure. Sometimes it's a little bit frightening. Like, okay, if I step into this Christian life, I remember thinking that, what's going to happen? Am I going to be some Jesus freak, some weirdo that's walking around with the Bible preaching on the streets, right? Maybe that's happened. I don't know. But you know what? I, I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. And it's a little bit scary. But God is in the process of transforming you. And it started from the day that you said yes to Jesus. Jesus, yes. I believe you died on the cross for me. I see that. I know how much you love me, God. I feel your love. I, I know that's the place where I can find love. Because I see you, how much you sacrificed for me by dying for me on the cross. I believe you raised from dead, God. When you say that in your heart, remember, we're saved by grace through what? Faith. God brings His Holy Spirit to live within you. And He begins this process of transformation. He's doing the cocoon thing. And He's working on you. And He's giving you wings. And He wants you to fly. And He's changing you. And we're not even sure what it, what's happening. We're going through a big process. Big thing today we're celebrating with baptism. Baptism is a big part of that. That's why, church, come on out. If you haven't ever attended a baptism, say, you know what? I'm canceling my 3 o'clock plans, 3.30 plans. I'm going to make it there. I'm going to celebrate with these people who are just declaring to live for Jesus. So God wants to do that in us. He wants to sprout us wings. He wants to change us. He wants to do things in our lives. But it all starts with growing our mind on the Word of God. Will you continue to let God transform you into a new person, a new creation, as the Bible talks about? then you have to be willing to say, yes, God, I'm going to ask you to please make it a commitment. As I go out from here in the Daniel plan, I'm going to spend time in your word. I'm going to let your word change my thought process. He transforms us by the renewing of our mind, by the word of God. So, Philippians 4.8 says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, they have that guy on K5s, he's the owner of the station. Think about it. Okay? Think about it. Think about such things. Okay? Think about it. This is a great one for us to be, okay, how do I change... My mind. How do I go from having 
uh, one thought process to another. This is it. Think about things that are noble. Think about things that are true. Think about things that are right. Things that are pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. This is how you reprogram. You go into thinking the things that God wants you to think about. You know, recently there's a movie coming out, or it's out, Fifty Shades of Grey. And I would never have you raise your hand in here because I'd be so disappointed to know that you've seen it. Okay? Fifty Shades of Grey, popular, popular movie. It's like the most popular movie. But you know what? It's poison for our minds. It's poison for our minds. Yes, the whole popular culture will say, yeah, go see it. It's nothing, no big deal. Everybody else has seen it. But you know what? It's poison for our minds. Put it through that grid. Is it true? Is it lovely? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it admirable? Is it excellent and praiseworthy in God's eyes? See, this is what it means. You can't go with the rest of the world, what the rest of the world does. Don't focus on what the rest of the world does. Focus on Jesus Christ. Focus on who you know Jesus is through the Bible, not what all the other people say Jesus is. Who does, Jesus, who does the Bible say Jesus is? Focus on that. Invest a certain portion of your day into the Word of God. Say, God, I'm making a commitment to say, I want to think about those things that are awesome, that you love. I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to get to know Jesus of the Bible. Talk with God about what you read throughout the day. Let God reprogram your mind, thinking the things He wants you to think about. <clears throat> That's about that will help us grow healthier. The Daniel plan is radical living, right? It's so radical. And it reminds me of going back to Daniel in Babylon. Remember, Daniel had to make some radical choices, didn't he, too? They wanted him to act like they did, the rest of the world and the kingdom did. They wanted him to eat the things the rest of the world did. They wanted him to worship the things of the kingdom the rest of the world did. Same pressures that we have nowadays to act, eat, do as the rest of the world does. But what did Daniel do? He said, I will not conform to the rest of the world. I'm following the God of the Bible, the God of the Scriptures. He said, I'm going to worship God differently. And he did the Daniel plan. And thank God, we're doing the Daniel plan as well. Isn't that awesome? We're not conforming, but we're being renewed day by day through the Bible. Isn't that awesome? So the world take note took notice of Daniel. He was healthier. He was holier. And I think that's what we want to be too. We want to be healthier. We want to be holier. So why don't we go ahead and stand up. We're just going to pray that God would do, continue to work a transformation in our life. That we would continue to take Daniel's example to heart. And we'd say, God, I want to live radically. It's not going to end here. But I'm going to keep following you. So let's go ahead and just extend your hands open like you're going to receive something from God right now. And we're just going to ask for His help. Lord, we just say, God, You're the same God of Daniel. And Lord, You changed his life. You showed the rest of the world what You could do when somebody lives radically for You. Lord, You showed the rest of the world, Lord, how You can transform someone. And Lord, even transform a nation, even transform a a city, even transform a kingdom. Lord, 
So God, we just ask that you would transform us. We give you full permission now, Holy Spirit. Just tell God you're giving him permission to change, continue to change and transform you. Maybe you can tell him, God, please help give me the power to read your word. To just love you and spend time with you. God, you would please help me to grow my relationships. Just tell God that. I have certain friends that don't know you. I have certain small group people. I just want to see that relationship grown. Maybe you could tell God, you know, God, I want to set up some healthy habits in my life. And finally, you just tell God, God, I just know I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to be perfect. I want to be somebody who's growing in grace day by day, experiencing your grace, not my works, not my perfection, but just what you've done for me, Jesus, on the cross. I just receive your grace and your love. So God, you hear our hearts. You know the prayers, exactly what we've prayed here today, God. I just ask that you would... Holy Spirit, move powerfully in our lives. We give you full permission just to move powerfully that we would leave here changed and transformed. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Well, anyway, thank you, YWAM, for coming today. Can we give them another hand? Thank you, Jared. And uh, there is uh, refreshments out there. Um, and uh, we just have, want to let you know, have a great week. And we'll see you uh, next Sunday.